Hello and welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life podcast. My name is Jim Duke and I'm the pastor of Olmstead Baptist Church in Olmstead, Kentucky. And I'm thankful you're listening and pray it will be a blessing and help to you. Our subject today is found in James chapter 4, verses 6 through 10. Uh, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Uh, This message is going to be about submission. Uh, Another word for that is subjection uh, to our Lord God Almighty. Submission to our Lord God Almighty. A previous message was about humility, the humility that we are to have uh, before God and, and before and unto one another. And uh, these messages are certainly connected uh, in that humility is an aspect, uh, a, a foundational aspect and thing that is needed, characteristic and attribute that is needed by mankind. We saw in that message in, in another podcast, and you can listen to that. I hope that you ha- if you haven't, you will listen to that because it is connected. That of humility is, has been exhibited by the Lord Jesus Christ when he became a man, and we are to be humble before God. God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. And we need the graciousness of the Lord uh, unto us. We need his help always. And Brother James, he, he in, in this passage that I read, in James 4, 6 through 10, he connects that for us, and we see this about uh, that of the proud being uh, resisted by God, the grace being given to the humble. And he says unto us in verse number 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Verse 10, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. And so connected with humility is this of submission. Submission to our Lord God Almighty. There's several aspects of this that we see in the scripture, and I want to be exhaustive about it and uh, and take a look at in its entirety as much as we uh, can to understand this submission to the Lord. There's different aspects of this submission or how being submissive to the Lord, uh, how we pursue that and how what it is expected of us in him. In Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8, Romans 8 5 through 8, we see this. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Verse 6, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now in this, in this passage, we see many things that are negative in regards to us. But we need to understand that this certainly tells us that we need to be in submission to Almighty God in His law. Now the problem that we have is because of, because of sin uh, is that our carnality is is hatred, enmity is a nice way of saying hatred against God, 
and for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. And so the carnal mind is at enmity, at hatred with God, but yet we are to be subject to the law of God. And so we find ourselves in a great strait with a great problem. That's the reason sinners need to be saved. That's the reason we need the salvation of, by the Lord Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sins, a new heart given unto us by the Lord. And, and so if you're under the hearing of my voice and you've not repented of your sins before God, not believed and trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, in and of yourself you have no hope. But with Christ, there is help, hope, and salvation. And you can have a heart, have a mind that is not at hatred with God, but be changed by the Lord Jesus Christ and made a new person indeed. So we see here submission to the Almighty is required of us in his law. In and of ourselves, we just can't do it. That's a reason that we need help outside of ourselves. Another aspect that we need to see in the scriptures is submission to the Almighty in his righteousness. And this is connected with salvation. This is also connected with the operation of man and the Lord's children. Listen to this in Romans 10, 1 through 4. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Now, Paul is dealing uh, with... The, writing to that Roman church there, the church at Rome, and, and, and namely Gentiles in that church, we believe. He's writing to them about how Abraham, the Lord uh, speaks many things through Abraham that do apply to believers, even though they be Gentiles. And so we learn much in the book of Romans about those kind of things and our connection to the faith of Abraham, the faithfulness of Abraham that came before the law and such as that. But he says here, he, his desire is, uh, Paul's desire uh, to God is that Israel, that they might be saved. Uh, Paul, I think we can say that his desire for everyone that he came in contact with, Jew or Gentile, is that they would be saved. And, 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 and it, he testifies of that even in the book of Acts. And so his desire for his nation, his brethren, is that they might be saved. For I bear them record, verse 2, that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. And so they have a pursuit, they have a zeal, uh, they're, they're spinning their wheels, they're trying, they're doing the best that they can. But that zeal and what they pursue, it's not according to, the, to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. So not, are we to be, not only are we to be in submission to to God Almighty in his law, but we are to be in submission to God Almighty in his righteousness. And that righteousness is found only in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the righteousness of Christ that can be imputed unto a sinner that is saved, imputed, given unto, uh, replace the lack of righteousness that we have. He said in verse number three, they're ignorant of God's righteousness. We just don't know naturally about how holy and how righteous God is. And as it is with the natural man, we go about to establish our own righteousness that we would present before God. 
in that we have not submitted unto the righteousness of God. And so the righteousness of God is what a sinner needs. It's what people need. It's what families need. It's what states and communities need. It's what a nation needs. It's not our own righteousness, but the righteousness of God. And so submission to the Almighty is in His law, what He's commanded, and in his righteousness. Uh, that is found, as it said there in that last verse, verse 4, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. We need to hear what God says and obey him in it. But a hearing the Lord and what he says in his law, and that which points out our sin, that is not the salvation. There is no salvation found there, just only guilt on our part. But righteousness that is found in Christ Jesus, by he being the Savior and, and, and Redeemer of your soul, the Savior of your soul, the, the sacrifice for your soul and my soul, his righteousness is the righteousness that we sub need to submit ourselves unto. My righteousness, my natural supposed righteousness, which is as a filthy rag at its best before God, it is not a righteousness that can do a thing for one of my sins, but the righteousness of Jesus Christ and submitting unto that and my need of that, yes, that's where salvation is found and where we should submit as a people, as individuals, and as even unto a nation. So submission to the Almighty in his law, submission in his righteousness. We see also in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3, that we need submission to the Almighty in his Son and by his Son. 1 Corinthians 11, verse number 3. 1 Corinthians 11, verse number 3. But I would have you know that the head of every man, man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. There is a submission of mankind unto God by the Lord Jesus Christ. We are submissive unto the Almighty, Almighty God, if we are only, only if we are submissive to Him through His Son. He is our head. He is our intercessor. He is our mediator. He is the only Savior for mankind. He is the only instructor that we have that we need to heed and listen to and obey. And so submission to the Lord God Almighty, God Almighty in heaven, is found in his Son. He is our head. The head of every man is Christ. And the head of Christ is God. We see this, that Jesus coming as a man is submissive to the Father as a man. Yes, he's one of the Trinity. He is God himself. But oh, what an example we are given. If Christ Jesus is submissive unto God, certainly, certainly we need to be submissive unto the Son whom the Father has sent unto us. So submission to the, the Lord in the law, in his law, submission in his righteousness, submission to God Almighty in his Son, and then we need to be submissive unto the Lord God Almighty in his gospel. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 12 through 14. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the one of the saints, 
but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Verse 13, While by, whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal distribution unto them, unto and unto all, and by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you. Now, there's a lot of there's language there that we just don't speak and talk that way in these days. What the Apostle Paul is saying, he's telling this church, you're doing well. You're looking to help out your brothers and sisters. You're, you're taking up, and he had encouraged them and charged them to take up uh, for uh, saints and churches in other lands that were having a hard times. There was a great drought in the land of Judea and of Israel uh, relative to this time that he writes into them and maybe other needs at hand also. And so they are taking up a collection there in Corinth at that church in, in Corinth uh, to help out those saints. And so he says the administration of this service not only supplieth the one of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings to God because they took up the what was needed food, money that they could buy, provision, whatever it is. They're going to send that by the Apostle Paul and maybe by Titus. And then when it got to the other end, those saints that received it, they were thankful to God for the blessing of their brothers and sisters giving in the way that they did. Listen, whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ. Why are they doing this? Because they've been saved. Why are they doing this? Because they have compassion like Christ has had compassion on them. Why are they, they uh, working in this administration? He said, whilst the experiment of this ministration, he, said, he challenges this church. You have been given unto greatly by the Lord. He has been greatly gracious to you. You give of yourselves for the sake of others and for the brethren. They gave so I could be among you. You need to give to help out those that are in need. And so because of their salvation, because of the gospel of Christ coming to them, maybe it would be to the saints that it would be something other than providing for physical need. Uh, maybe it would be the carrying of the gospel itself unto those round about us. Indeed, it would be subjection to the gospel of Christ. The death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ has changed us, rescued us, made a difference in us. And what do we look to do? Well, I tell you what, our calling is to obey the Lord, serve the Lord, walk with the Lord, worship the Lord, and be like Jesus Christ to those round about us. He says, and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all. And then they pray unto the Lord, which long after you uh, for the exceeding grace of God in you. And so they're thankful unto God that they were willing to give, that their need is supplied by that. And why is it? Because Jesus has saved their souls, they are convicted because of the gospel having visited them, and they have a great desire and bowels of compassion uh, towards their brothers and sisters in other places. This is just an example of this, one particular instance in this church at Corinth. There are many things, many things in which the children of God and the people, the children of God in his churches 
are subject unto the gospel of Christ. And if you're under the hearing of my voice and you're not saved, you need to be in subjection to the gospel of Christ. Christ has died. Christ was buried. And Christ rose again. Why? Because you need a Savior. He, he, if there wasn't a need for mankind to have a Savior, God would not have sent his Son. But he sent his Son. Why? Because you and I need a Savior, and Christ is the one. Subjection to the Lord God Almighty in his gospel, and also we see subjection to him in his church. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 27, and we'll tag on uh, for the sake of time, verse 32. It starts here, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Verse 32, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And so we see submission to the Lord God Almighty in his church and the church of the of the of the son of the lord jesus christ and so here the apostle is dealing with relationships between husbands and wives and and the the order that god has given the 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 headship that the lord has given not meaning that any is more or any is less although we know our lord is above us but but he is giving this for this order in families and in homes, and that's the design and the working of the Lord. It's a subject for another time. But he says, as I speak unto you men and, and ladies in, in your homes, this is the order that needs to be as the church is subject unto Christ. And so that is what's being used as the template to show us how we are to be in our marriages and in our homes. And he says in verse 32, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And so he's saying, we take this of the church, that is the, the teaching and the understanding that we have, and we're taking and drawing that, our relationship to our Lord, a church unto the relationship unto their Savior, the Lord Jesus, who is our head, our leader, our savior, uh, our, our captain, if you will. And he takes that and applies that over here to the home and the relationship it's to, as it's to be between husband and wife. The, the wife is to submit to her own husband as she submits unto the Lord. And the husband, he's to love his wife, even as Christ also loved the church and died for her. And, and the purpose of him and what he has done. Great care does the Lord Jesus have for his church, and great care should a husband have for his own wife. And so we see here, therefore is the church is subject unto Christ. And so subjection, submission unto the Lord God Almighty is also to be so in his church. It's to be that way. And then we see in 1 Corinthians 15, the great gospel summary and resurrection chapter. We see here 
that we are to be submissive unto the Lord God Almighty by the only begotten of the Father. Listen to what the Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 19 through 28. 1 Corinthians 15, 19 through 28. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since, that, since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Verse 22, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ that is coming, then cometh the end, when he shall have had delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and authority and power, speaking of his enemies, even the enemy of death and the grave. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. Verse 28, And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So here, what do we see? And I know that's a long passage, but I wanted to bring its entire context or the greatest uh, context to it. We are to be submissive to the Lord God Almighty by the only begotten of the Father, the Son of God himself. He is submissive to God, and the thing is, to the Father. And we, by this example, are to be submissive unto him and unto them, to God Almighty, to the Father. We've seen already that Christ Jesus is our head, and he is the one that is our Savior and that has been sent into the world, and we need to be submissive unto God Almighty through his Son. And here we see the submission of the Lord. When all things are under his own authority, even that of his enemies, and which we'll speak about here in a minute, and even the death and the grave are brought all in total submission unto him and, and, and at his feet, then he will, he will deliver up uh, the kingdom unto the Father, and he'll be subject unto God himself, that God may be all in all. Great, wonderful unity in the completion of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ in total that he has been given uh, to rescue fallen man, to deliver God's people uh, to an eternity with him, and to fulfill all that God has given mankind to do that because of sin we have so miserably failed in, shall Jesus, the God-man, fulfill, and it will be imputed, it will be reckoned unto us his children. So we see here submission to the Lord God Almighty in his law, in his righteousness, in his Son, in his gospel, in his church, and by the only begotten of the Father, and how we see his submission unto the Father, and we in him being submissive unto God Almighty. Submission, it's something that we need in our day. Individually, you need to submit unto God in every way. 
uh, I uh, need to submit to God in every way. Our families, our homes need to submit. Our children need to submit to God in every way. You know what it takes to submit to God? It takes humility. It takes humility for us to say no to self and yes to what God says is true. To recognize and understand and, and, and hear and see who God is and for his greatness, for his power, for his majesty, for his love, for his graciousness, for his mercy, for all of his attributes of his glory and power, and that he is God and beside him there is none other. We need to humble ourselves and submit ourselves unto God. As Brother James uh, wrote, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. So in conclusion, in conclusion, we see, we see here a couple more aspects that we want to understand. The charge that we have, the charge that we have that we are to be submissive unto our Lord and we even see our Lord Jesus Christ as a man being submissive unto God. And you know what? All will be submissive unto him. And I tell you what, if, if you're not saved, or maybe you're sa listening and saved and wayward, submit unto the Lord. Be reconciled unto God Almighty. Be reconciled unto God and to the Son. Um, and, and whatever your state is, whether you need to be saved or whether you're backslidden and wayward, be reconciled. In Christ's stead, as the apostle says, in God's stead, we beseech you, be reconciled to God, because the world will be brought into subjection to him. In conclusion, connection, and application, we see the definitive or the definite submission of the world unto him. In Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, for unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, wherefore we speak. And so he makes it very clear, the world to come will be in subjection. But one in a certain place testifieth, verse 6, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels, and thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, speaking of Jesus. Oh, yeah, we've had some things where we've had dominion over the earth, but we've not d had dominion over the earth, mankind, the descendants of Adam like we should, unto the glory of the Father and the glory and praise of God. But you know what? Jesus Christ has and will. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him, but now we see not yet all things put under him. It's not all completely done. All, much of it is. And, and, and that which has not been will be. Satan himself will be put under submission and subjection unto God and to the Lord Jesus. And here in this passage, and having spoken about how the Lord didn't call an angel or didn't call a descendant of Adam, but called his own son to be the Savior, to become the, a man, uh, that he might be a Savior suitable for sinners, for the people of God, to redeem us and to save our souls. He has put all things in subjection, all things in the world, to be subject unto him, submissive in every way. See, don't wait till that time when all the rebels 
will be put in submission and made subject to him. But submit and subject yourself to him now in this life. We see here not only of the world that will be brought in submission and subjection to the Lord Jesus, but we see much in the scriptures about the enemies of the Lord being brought into submission and subjection unto him. Psalm 68, verse number 3, Say thou unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. And it will be. The enemies of God will be made subject and submit unto the Lord. Psalm 81, verses 15 through 16, the haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him. I tell you what, that's a weighty passage, isn't it? That is a weighty passage indeed. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. The haters of the Lord, they should have submitted themselves unto him in this life, but they don't. There have been many that have not. And they are brought into submission unto him now in hell and in judgment and in the lake of fire to come. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. With the Lord there would be life, but not submitting to the Lord uh, brings death. He should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat and with honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. But the haters of the Lord, they should have submitted themselves, but they did not. Don't be a hater of the Lord. We say that in, in our, our, our culture and our vernacular. Don't be a hater. Listen, the scripture says from long ago, Psalm 81, 15, the haters of the Lord should, not, should have submitted themselves unto him. Let that ring. Uh, in your ears. Hebrews chapter 1 verse number 13 where we spoke about earlier of the world guaranteed bring, being brought in, sub, in submission and subjection to the Lord Jesus. Hebrews 1 13, but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand, the father speaking, until I make thine enemies thy footstool. And they will be brought there. They will be brought to that footstool, submission, and subjection before the Lord. In Hebrews 10, verse 13, from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool, speaking about the waiting of Christ at the right hand of the Father on high. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number 22, who is gone into heaven, speaking of Christ, and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject to him. And so here we see even that of our governments. Our governments, the, the wealthy and the, and the power brokers of the world, angels will be brought to submit unto the Lord. God the Father has said, sit here on my right hand until I make all these subject to you. Angels, authorities, powers, the great, the greatest, the wealthiest in the world, and the power brokers of the world that are unrepentant and unbelieving will be made subject to him in that judgment way. I tell you what, submit to the Lord now. Humble yourself before God and repent of your sins and believe and trust in him. Because all the haters, all the rejectors, all the unbelievers, all the unrepentant, 
no matter what their station in this life, from authorities and nations uh, to the power brokers and the and the and the the uh, financial uh, the richest in the world will be made subject unto him. And so, so as our government and our leaders need to have humility before God, so it is they need to be subject unto him too. Listen, listen what to one of the greatest leaders, what one of the greatest kings of the world said in Daniel chapter 4, verse number 34 uh, through 37. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever. And this was after a seven-year time that Nebuchadnezzar was caused by God to lose his mind, to go and be out in the field like a wild beast, uh, in his pomp and his glory and his great achievement upon the earth, the Lord using him even to judge his own nation, Israel, because of their sins. The Lord was merciful to this man, and he brought him to the end of himself. This is a man that stood alone in the world. Uh, notoriety, Babylon the Great, that, that great nation of Babylon that, that overspread uh, the known world in that day. The leader, the king, the ruler of that nation, he declared, I, I, my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever. Whose dominion is an everlasting dominion? He said, mine is not. And his kingdom is from generation to generation. And he says, mine is not. Verse 35, and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he, God Almighty, Nebuchadnezzar says, doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? At the same time, my reason returned unto me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and my brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my Lord sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth, and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. You know what Nebuchadnezzar in short is saying? I wouldn't submit to him, but he caused me to submit to him. He humbled me and opened my eyes and opened my heart to see that I needed to submit unto him because all, in one way or another, now or then, will submit unto the Lord God Almighty. The earth cannot stand against him and the armies of heaven and the inhabitants of earth, none can stay his hand, God's hand, or say unto him, hey, what are you doing, God? None can do it. So we see, uh, indeed, about how it is that we are to submit unto our Lord in many facets. And then the guarantee that all will be brought to submission uh, unto the Lord, to the Lord God Almighty, uh, through and by his Son. I want to close with this verse out of Hebrews chapter 12. And give strong consideration uh, to this word, and and and, it, and it's speaking it's speaking to the children of God and and to these Jews and to the children of God indeed about how it is that God, being a loving Father, 
we having been saved by the Lord Jesus, and how any father that loves his children will have to chastise them and rebuke them at times, and how, as a father would rebuke his children imperfectly, imperfectly, how it is with God Almighty that he rebukes and chastises his children. He always does so perfectly. But there's a concept, there's a principle in here that we want to extract and bring uh, to conclude this message. In Hebrews 12, verse 9, Furthermore, we have, had ha we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. We, we feared them reverentially because they were our authority. They were over us, and they corrected us. He asked this question, Shall we not rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? And that's something that each and every one of us need to know. We need to be in subjection to God Almighty. We need to be in subjection to God Almighty through His Son, in His Word, what He has declared, what we need, our place in the creation. He's the Creator, and we are the created. And may we as individuals, as our families, as our communities, and our churches, in our, our, our land, in our state, and in our nation, may we be subject unto God Almighty. May we humble ourselves and be subject to the Lord God Almighty. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we come to you in prayer at this time, thanking you for this time that you've given it to us. And we thank you, Father, for your word. And, Father, help us that we would be submissive unto you in every way. For your children, Father, that we'd obey you in all that you give us in your word. We'd not be ignorant of your word, but we'd hear you and believe you and trust you in all those things that you give us in your word. For any that are hearing uh, this podcast that are not saved, Father, that you would help them to see their great need as a sinner before you. They're guilty. They're condemned. The, the damnation for their sin is coming, and they will meet it at death if they go out of this life in this condition. But, Father, show them Christ, and show them, Father, the, 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 the merciful and the gracious working of Jesus Christ having come, being the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God that died on the cross of Calvary, gave his life, shed his blood, was buried, and rose again so that sinners might be saved. And Lord, show them that they need to repent before you and come to you in, in faith, believing and trusting in the Lord Jesus and what he has done for sinners. Pray that you would help us with your word and help our nation, Father, at this time. Help us, Father, as a people in our nation, that we would humble ourselves before you, that we would come to you with the need that we have, even in these very serious times and with this virus that's at hand. Lord, that we would make ourselves and you would help us to see and make us subject unto you in this life as you command and as you direct in your word. And Father, we pray that you would just help us. We need your touch and your help upon us in every way. Help now and bless. We, we look unto you, Father, for every help that we need and for the salvation that sinners need alone. We look to you for it. And we pray that you'd work it. We ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to the next time when we can look into our Lord's Word together on the Wonderful Words of Life podcast. <music>